We are teaching about faith and faith as it relates to the heart. Let's read from uh, Romans chapter 10 and let's go ahead and begin by reading from verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Believing with the heart. What does the Bible mean by that? When we talk about the heart, or when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about the physical blood pump in our physical natural body. But it's talking about the core, the very center of our being. It is talking about our spirit. The Word of God says in Proverbs 10.27, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. What that means is, that man's spirit is where God speaks, and the truth about man, humans, human beings, is found in their hearts. And the spirit of man hears from the spirit of God. When we hook up with the spirit of God, we hear from the spirit of God. When we receive, even unbelievers, people that are not yet accepted and received their salvation, can hear. God speaks to them. That's how we get saved. That's how we are drawn to the gospel. How we are drawn to the cross. How we are drawn to the love of God. To the forgiveness of God. By believing. By hearing God first. We know that God is a spirit. The Bible says that God is a spirit. And all that will worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We cannot contact God with our intellect. There is one of the big obstacles in the industrialized nations. People think that they can figure out the things of God with their minds. They think if they study enough and think hard enough that they can figure out how God operates. No, it's impossible. We have to, in order to communicate with God, we have to put on the spiritual channel. We have to communicate with God through our spirits. That's what God is. He is a spirit. And he became a man, God did, when he came in the form of Jesus. And he is still the God-man, seated at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for us. He still has a body with flesh and bone, no blood. The blood was shed for our sin. He took upon him a physical body, God did. We know that man at death leaves his physical body. And he is no less man than he was when he had his physical body. The physical body is like a glove, it's like a tent. And when we leave it, we come out of it, we are more alive than ever. We are not just limited anymore to our physical body. And uh, you can see a person or an animal that is dead, there's no longer any spirit in their eyes. We're talking about humans now. So if you look at the person that has passed away, you can look at their eyes, there is no life there. And even a, a, a non-Christian can see that. We know that we cannot know God through our senses. 
no matter how much we study, no matter how much we think, no, no matter how much we try, it's the wrong channel. I had a vision. And there were pastors that were excited about the move of God. And they were excited about God coming with revival. However, when it came, they couldn't see it. They didn't notice. They didn't recognize it. Why? Because they did not expect it to come that way. They expected it to come a different way. And uh, they missed it because they had a preconceived notion in their minds. They did not discern what God was doing through their hearts, through their spirits. God is only revealed to man through the Spirit. That's the only way. He reveals himself in his word, and the word is quickened by the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of man that contacts God. We know that spiritual things are just as real as material things. God is just as real as a person as though he had a physical body. Well, in Jesus he does, because God is three, yet God is one. In Jesus he has a body, Jesus has a body, we said, of flesh and bone. But in the earth, he also has a body, his church. He is the head of the church. We are his body in the earth. Jesus, in his physical body right now in heaven, we in his physical body in the earth. That kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In First Peter, we can read that what the spirit, our spirit is also called the hidden man of the heart. In Romans 7.22, it's called the inward man. This inward man and this hidden man gives us God's definition of the human spirit. The real man is a spirit. I've had visions when I have seen people that have passed away and they were radiant. A Christians that had passed away. I saw my mother when she pa- had passed away. I saw her in, coming into heaven, speaking to my grandmother that I never saw on the earth. Man is a spirit. He lives in a body and he has a soul. Through the soul, man contacts the intellectual realm. Through the body, we contact the physical realm. And through the spirit, we contact the spiritual realm. That explains how the natural man understands not the things of the Spirit of God. That foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 And we can also see in the two first chapters of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the contrast between sense knowledge and spiritual knowledge, between the senses and the spirits, between the natural and the supernatural we understand that all the knowledge that man has outside of revelation knowledge has come through our senses, our five doors, if you will, of the mind. This is the means of communication between material things and intellectual things. The mind can receive nothing unless it's received through the five senses. If the five senses were destroyed, man would not know understand or have any means of receiving knowledge. He could not know of himself or he could not know of the material world. Revelation knowledge is knowledge that we receive from the Word of God by the Spirit of God. And that is the knowledge that we need in order to have faith. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, 
wherefore we faint not, but though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Our inward man is renewed by the Word of God. Our mind is renewed by the Word of God. I beseech you therefore, by the brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind is renewed. We don't base our life any longer on what we see, what we feel, what we, what we, we can sense. What we can touch or smell. No. We base it on what God says. And what He has revealed to us in His Word. It's revealed knowledge. It's a real knowledge that enables us to believe God and to live by faith. Outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. Let's look in Ephesians 3.16. It says... Grant us according to the riches of glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in our heart by faith, that we be a rooting ground love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that work in, in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. He will grant us according to his riches, the riches of his glory, to be made strong with his ability through his spirit in our inward man. When a man is born again, Eternal life is imparted to his spirit, to his inward man. When the Holy Spirit comes into his body, he comes to dwell in his body. He dwells in his spirit that dwells in his body. The Holy Spirit cannot communicate directly with our minds. He must communicate with us through our spirits, which reaches and influences our intellectual processes. The Spirit has a voice. We can call it conscience, or a hunch, or guidance, instinct. Sometimes it's called intuition. We get a hunch. We feel something. And if we follow that, we will not make a mistake. Artists and musicians, great artists, they tap into the instinct or the intuition. They tap into God. And therefore God's glory comes through in their art. We all know that if we had followed many times the inward voice, we would never have made some stupid investments or mistakes in our money or in our associations. We would never have gone into business with somebody. We felt in our heart that it was something that was not right. Yet in our mind we persuaded ourselves. But it was something in the heart that was not right, and it proved later on not to be the right thing to do. The inward voice seeks to give guidance to our minds. It's so accurate. To hear God's voice is to follow your peace, is to follow that inward witness. It's so simple. Children instinctively feel things. 
Adults sometimes they get educated beyond their instincts. But although it's good to educate the intellect, then we need to do that. We must not abandon the instinct, the voice of the Spirit in our hearts, especially after we receive Jesus as our Savior. God will speak to us. He will warn us. He will warn us of things to come. He will lead us into great victories. And He will lead us to be a blessing and to bring and establish His kingdom in the earth. We would almost never make a mistake if we would learn to heed to our spirit. One of the greatest mistakes that have been made in our intellectual culture has been to ignore the spirit. I find it all the time when I go to developing nations. It's so easy for people to believe. It's so easy for people to receive from God. Their intellect is not hindering them. They are not that educated. But they are in, they have their instinct. Ability to sense things is very keen. And you can see that in little children. You take a little child and you have two people. You have a person that has a maybe an evil spirit and you, you put the child in the arms of that person and instantly the, the child will sense the presence of the evil spirit and begin to cry. Sometimes we talk ourselves, as adults, we, we talk ourselves out of that instinct, that voice of God that we need to cultivate every day in everything we do, in all thy ways, the Bible says. Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge God in all thy ways, not just in church, not just in the major decisions in life, but in every little decision in the daily life. Because of ignoring the Spirit, we are continually making mistakes. Because our spirits which should guide us is not permitted to function. The guidance of God is overridden by reason. Knowledge is something that we acquire through the senses, intellectual knowledge, through reading, through traveling, through hearing, through studying, through seeing, through feeling, smelling, so on, through our senses. Wisdom now is the ability to use knowledge to profit. And real wisdom from God is the ability to use the knowledge of God to profit. Maybe a word of knowledge, maybe a word of wisdom. Understanding how to promote the positive will of God. Wisdom does not come through the senses. Wisdom comes from our spirit. Look in the life of Solomon. Solomon's wisdom. There was the wisdom of God manifested through a man. These two women coming before him, both claiming that the child was theirs, and how the wisdom of God resolved it. God has given all of us his wisdom if we only tap into it. James chapter 3, verse 13. We read that wisdom comes from above. It's divine wisdom. It's God's wisdom imparted unto us. And in chapter 1 we can read about if we lack wisdom, ask of God and He will give it to us. The person who shuts his spirit away, his spirit away and makes a prisoner of the spirit, never listens to it, never obeys it, becomes crippled and is an easy prey to selfish and wicked people. The one who lets his spirit gain the mastery and allows the Spirit of God to speak to him, and the voice of God to speak to him, and influence him at crisis as well as in daily life, he is the one that will succeed. He is the one that would have a fruitful life for God. He is the one to be able to build the kingdom of God in the earth. So, believing with the heart, 
It means to believe with our spirit. We cannot believe with our intellect. We can, we can say it's true, and we be, can be persuaded in our minds, but that's not Bible faith. Faith is a product of the spirit. Second Corinthians 4.13 We have the same spirit of faith. Mark 11.22 Have the faith of God. Have God's faith. It's an inward conviction. It's a confidence. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 28. That righteousness is bold as a lion. Confidence and boldness go together. Conviction. Doubt is always hedging the bet. Always uncertain. No. We have, can have confidence. We can be certain. We can be bold in the things of God. In our lives, we can walk with boldness and confidence, assured that God is with us, that God is leading us, He's helping us, He's blessing us, and He's leading us to do His will. We need faith to please God. And we're talking about the faith that comes from the heart. God has given us the ability, and we need to grow in it in order to glorify God more and more through our lives.